I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I'm Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown. So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but 100% true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, we're discussing engagement rings, wedding budgets, and more with Brittany Thomas, a luxury jewelry connoisseur. Brittany, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm born and raised Dallas. Um, yes. Graduated from the Booker T. Washington Arts Magnet. Um, love Dallas. Parents are from East Texas and Louisiana. The Boots. Uh, went to school in Louisiana, and then that girl Katrina happened. So then finished in Texas. Um, <laughs> I've always been in sales, uh, and you know, just very much so family oriented. Recently engaged. Um, I'm a Sara, so of the Almighty Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated. Yes. Yeah, just that. Just a black woman living her life. That's about it. I love. <laughs> I love it. So today we're talking about bridal party etiquette. June is the wedding month. Apparently, more weddings go down in the month of June than any other wedding or any other month. And so, Brittany. You are a diamond connoisseur. Um, so tell us a little bit about your line of work, how it directly ties to today's conversation. Um, and then we're going to get into the juicy gossip of bridal party members acting bad, acting good, so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, as Crystal said, I'm a diamond consultant. I've been doing this for about two years. I've been in sales previously before, always in luxury sales, but just recently transitioned to diamond sales. Um, so with that, um, you know, I get to see the beginning stages of, you might say, love, right? Um, when mm-hmm. the decision happens for a gentleman to, you know, be like, this is the person, or, you know, to be like, this is the person that I want to live and be around, Um so we then go, and then also with this, this is like the psychology of the sale as well. So you're trying to understand, like, you know, what are these people trying to do? Because a guy can bring, and we have happened, have this happened before, can bring a girl in just to shut her up, you know, like, oh, you've been talking about being engaged, you walk in here, 
um, and you're not necessarily interested in actually getting her an engagement ring. Um, wait, wait, pause. Pause. Excuse me? Pause. Yes. So guys will bring their lady into your store and play? Oh, yes. For like so, play play. N- n- I've had numerous mm-hmm. occasions where we try to figure out like what is going on, right? What is going on with this relationship? When's your timeline? Like, are you wanting to get engaged within three months, six months, whatever? And I've had very, very candid and honest men that have told me, hey, I just brought her in here because she kept talking about it. Um, we just talked about this two weeks ago, so I'm not even there yet. Um, or, yeah, my timeline is a year from now. And, you know, me per se, I'm just like, why would you dangle the carrot in front of her like this? Bring her into a store that is beautiful, that is, you know, diamond intensive. You're talking about love. You're having her try on rings. And then your thought process is not until a year from now or it's not even there yet. So, yes, it does happen a lot. So how can women be prepared, or not necessarily be prepared, figure out if they're being taken on a ride or not? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. How can women figure out Get them a friend that works at the jewelry store. (laughs) Call Brian. Right? Be like, girl, you're not, <laughs> not about to get like, the inside scoop. Yes. <laughs> so we have like, I've literally had this conversation with my best friend um, who lives in LA, and we always talk about how people, you know, pretend basically that's the lifestyle in LA. But I was like, that happens everywhere. And I think what's most important for women is that there needs to have real conversations. And that's my biggest thing. And that's the biggest takeaway that I can give any woman that is listening to this is that you're so afraid to talk about in your relationship. And and one of the key things, and I'm not just talking about like, oh, when are we getting married and that kind of thing. I'm talking about finances. I'm talking about how you plan to pay because what the misconception is, is that he's going to pay for this ring and it's done and the fairy tale begins, right? No, you're going to be yeah. one household. But if he spends $20,000 and puts this on a credit card, right, and his plan is to pay $500 a month, by the time that you get engaged and married, that's still going to come out of your household money. So let's really have a discussion. Love, where do you really, you know, what is your budget? What would I like to see you spend on this money? What's our goals financially later on? And those will bring out real conversations because men, at the end of the day, are like providers, right? So they're yeah. thinking like, oh my God, I have to spend all this money. It's not about the, for them, honestly, very few. And uh, Chris was probably your husband, my husband, and then some other people. But um, yeah. very few men that look at it as like, oh, this is a romantic gesture. I get to take this woman off the market. This is someone who I want to spend the rest of my life with. There is no questions about it, right? There's a lot yeah. of men that look at it from a practicality standpoint. And they're thinking like, I'm about to, why does this thing cost so much money? Why does this little bitty diamond cost so much money and so much money that I have to pay. So there's yeah. already an apprehension there and women have to have a discussion with them. And I know it's not as romantic as we would like it to be. You know, the fairy tale is like, oh, um, you know, I just woke up one day and he had a ring on my finger while I was asleep. Or I knew nothing about this situation and then all of a sudden he proposed. And it's like, girlfriend, in the real life, you really need to know what's going on. I literally had a client you know, with all of this going on right now, call me and be like, he bought this in October and was like, hey, I need to return the ring. Mind you, he's already proposed. 
He's already oh. been wearing this. And what? Lost his job. That he was like, I'm ready to. I need to return this ring. And so then, look how embarrassing that would be. You know, because you didn't have yeah. a financial conversation and a real conversation with your significant other. When times got hard, now he's talking about selling your ring. How embarrassing yeah. is that for you as a woman? Well, so then yeah. did you have a? Did you guys have? Because I think maybe I was in the fairy tale land because I literally knew knew nothing about it. Yeah, right? like, I, I do remember that. You knew when nothing. I was getting engaged. Nothing. Like my husband literally went to my Pinterest page, <laughs> went to my best friend. I mean, he went to Crystal. He went to my mom. Like that was how it was. And so we didn't talk about the financial piece of anything. Like he knew like my retirement when I want to get married and like where I see the real cut out the there. Relationship Say that one more time. going. Allie, I you said, cut like, out there. Say it again. Can you can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I hate that that happened. But basically, I did, we didn't have the conversations before the engagement. We had the conversations once we were engaged and we decided we were going to go to marriage counseling. And that's where we started talking finance and everything. So it's interesting to hear you say that before you even get engaged, you should be talking through those things. Did you, Crystal, I feel like you didn't, y'all didn't do that that much, right? Well, we, we did. I think that y'all lived so- together. We did. So, like, on the flip side, I didn't know when Mike was going to propose, but yeah. I picked out the ring. I had it up on the website. I was not shy. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, look at this engagement ring. If you click here and then you click here and you say this exact script, they will get you the ring that I want. Um, but <laughs> I, I guess we never sat down and said, okay, how much can you afford for an engagement ring? How much, you, how yeah, will this I impact mean, Yeah. But what we did so, say was, I was aware of his financial situation. He was aware of mine. And we had said where we wanted to be. So he knew what he could spend on an engagement ring and what he couldn't spend on an engagement ring. So we never sat down and said, okay, you can't spend more than $3,000. Um, but we had established a timeline for hitting our financial goals. And he knew what we needed go. to work within. Yeah, because there I think... In the wedding industry, and keep in mind, I'm not in the wedding industry, but my mom does a lot of events and weddings. And even, you know, I recently celebrated three years of marriage, but I remember when I was engaged that the thought did cross my mind, like, let's just put it on a credit card. And before I knew it, we would have been spending thousands of dollars over our budget because they've got wedding credit cards and reception wedding um, credit cards. Mm -hmm. and it's a, the business of weddings is more alluring than the having a strong foundation of a marriage. So I think people commercialize yeah. it and they get, I don't know, wedding um, bubbleized and they just started spending money, spending money, spending money. And then Brittany, like you said, these two households come together and you're thirty, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 in debt over an engagement ring in an eight-hour event. Correct. So I think part of this too, ladies, is like it's each relationship will be different, obviously, right? Because we're different people. And to your point, Alex, like you also have to know your partner. 
sometimes you have a partner that is a very alpha male who is financially sound, who has his business, you know, everything together. So that conversation didn't need to be had with you in a sense. Um, you also have relationships where it's like, you know, Crystal and her husband, where it's like, we, we know where we are financially, right? I'm not telling you how much to spend. You don't have to tell me how much you want to spend. But just so you know, like, this is what we're, this is where I'm at. This is where you're at. This is where we need to be together, right? And I think yeah. that also happens. And you are already living with someone as well, too. And that's why I'm saying, like, a lot of these people that I run into, like, if they're separate households, right, traditional then yeah, you have a very traditional relationship, and where Alex, where your where your situation came in, that is very plausible, right? But then you also have relationships like Crystal and I, where we were already involved in a home sense with our significant other, where we're already discussing, you know, our lifestyle, our finances, and things like that, to where we need to have this discussion because we have long term goals. But then you also have women that have been with their significant other and living with them for five years, six years, seven years plus. I know because they walk yeah. in the door. Stop it, ladies. I'm serious. They don't know anything about their significant other's finances. And she's looking at a two-carat princess cut or two-carat oval, which can start off at 10000 and go up from there. Mm-hmm. And I saying, hey, where do you see yourself? And he's like, man, I ain't trying to spend more than 3000 Where's the disconnect? Oh. <laughs> you know what he's I mean? He's confused, sister. He don't know cut clarity brilliance. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's, they, it's, it's not even the They don't know how to associate a, once, one of two, two school of thought. The first one is they don't know how to associate a monetary value to this, right? I've never looked at engagement rings before. I don't know what diamonds cost. I just know I, I mean, three, five thousand, right? Okay, but then they might make, you know, eighty thousand a year and are also good with their finances, right? But that's just a disconnect because they've never been in that world before, right? But then you also yeah. have a second school of thought where it's like I can only afford three to five thousand, but you live this high maintenance lifestyle with your girlfriend at the time. And she's believing that you have X amount of money because you do X amount of things and you're not good with your credit and you're not good with your finances. And then when it comes down to a large yeah. purchase, it be a diamond or a house, you can't get credit. You don't have a, a savings account towards this, a ring fund. And then now she's looking at a $10,000, $20,000 ring because she thinks you can afford that because you put that misconception in her head. And then that's not the case. So a lot of times we have couples that break up because of that. And I think that is what breaks my heart the most. Like, if you're at a point to where you're saying, it's not just I want to be the bride, I want to be your wife, right, for life. Right. If you put a gold band on my finger, granted, that wasn't my dream, right? But if Mike had come (laughs) to you saying, this is what I can do, then that's what I would have accepted. And together we can build from there. You could always upgrade, um, you know, start here and build together. But I think if you're willing to walk away because you can't get, you know, the ring that you had in your mind, should you even be in the ring store to begin with? Exactly. Well, that's not just, that's what I'm saying. Like we like to put blame on one or one or the other of the party, but it's both parties, right? Yeah. Like, if you're truly about this man, as to your point, Crystal, it doesn't matter if he puts a silicone band on your hand. You know what I mean? Right. I've had 
older couples that have come in 20 years of marriage, right, and upgrade to $30,000 plus rings. And the gentleman yeah. will say, hey, we got married 20 years ago. I didn't have nothing. I got her yeah. like this little half a carat diamond ring. And now I'm, you know, at a position where I own six, seven different businesses, or I'm now the VP of X, Y, and Z. And it's time to get her what she wants, right? And yeah. then drop this money on, uh, you know, on an American Express platinum card or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll pay this off in, in you know, a month. But just to get my point. And that's a different right. philosophy, right? It's to where, like, we've built 20 years of marriage. You allowed me to grow as a man or as a partner um, to where I needed to be. And now, like, where money's not even an issue, let me just get you whatever that you want, right? But yeah. and as to your point, so I think a lot of women are so infatuated with the idea of marriage and the idea of a wedding that they lose sight of the partnership. Right. Yeah. Right. And with all this Instagram stuff, you know, people want to live a certain lifestyle and they want this to carry because if you look on Instagram, that's all that's showing. So this must be what I'm supposed to have. And that segues into the weddings as well, too. Like I have to have this grandiose wedding because then I won't look like, you know, I'm balling or I have taste if I'm not putting this, you know, $40,000, $50,000 plus wedding on. And that's sad too. I mean, it is it is a market, right? It is a business. Businesses thrive because they convince other people to spend their money with them. Um, but I think things like Love at First Sight and 90 Day Fiance and just the love is cheapening blind. of marriage, love is blind. Yeah. The cheapening of marriage is coming at the expense of building the wedding industry. And it really mm-hmm. should be the opposite right because once you spend all this money on this day there's no receipt where you can go back if you're not satisfied with your purchase i.e the the marriage in 90 days a year five years what have you um so i think we should do less of you know downplaying the marriage part and the commitment um on instagram on social we need to make that trending versus this elaborate wedding and don't get me wrong I had a grand wedding it was beautiful but what was most important to me and Mike was that our marriage matched that beauty and not doing it for the grand but we're falling apart behind the scenes totally agree I feel that yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. totally agree I mean what has been like the craziest oh sorry go ahead no I was just saying if it were left up to me like me and Lou wouldn't even we would just have a private ceremony, but me being the only child and my parents being from the South, they were like, no, we're not having that. <laughs> so, we're not having that. No, I no, say that, that now, but I'm probably trying to have another wedding. Like, I love my wedding. And so, and I Your just wedding love was wedding. Great. I won't lie. Like, I love love. I, like, love weddings. I took a picture in my wedding dress a couple weeks ago during quarantine. Like, this is just, I love it. Like, I literally pulled out my wedding dresses and was doing photo shoots, y'all. It was Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Brittany, what has been the craziest story you've been a part of? um, In the diamond world? Yes. Okay. So, um, I was assisting a couple. 
and um, she wanted a three carat round diamond, right? And wow. he was like, my budget is two and a half, two carat, right? And they're discussing this in front of each other and in front of me. And so she's like adamant about this three carat. And I'm trying to understand. I'm like, well, if his budget, you know, and I do soft ways of like trying to get people to see reality, right? Because I'm like, right. girlfriend, there's people that don't, every, every girl don't get a two carat and every girl sure don't get a two and a half carat. So help me right. understand, like, you're allowed, like you said, Crystal, you can trade in at any time. This is just saying, right. is this out? So I was like, help me, like, help me understand why this three carat is so adamant. Like, I, you know, this is his budget. I'm just, I'm here for you two. I really want to get you engaged. This is what it is about. This is really what it's about at the end of the day is bringing you two together, creating this union. And, you know, we don't want any hurdles to stop this. So let's right. just be honest, like, what's going on? And she was like, well, he just bought a $70,000 car and didn't think twice about it. And I don't ask him for really anything, but I want this three carat. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, you know what? It seems a little tense. If you guys want some wine, let's get some wine. You know, let's, yeah. let's yeah. do this. <laughs> let's bring this 10 down to like a four. So right. getting some wine, she was like, I came back and she was like, you know, kind of teary-eyed. And I'm like, hey, you know, what's, what's going on? I just got you wine. What's good? Well, like, talk to me. And she's like, you don't even know. Like, I know it may seem like I'm being, you know, hard about having this three carat, but I'm just going to tell you, we just went on a cruise. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. We just went on a cruise. And um, we're at the bar on the cruise. And he brags to me, because he's drunk, about how he almost took this woman to the back to our room and had sex with her. Like, he Wait. verbally told me, yes, he verbally told me how he was about to cheat on me. And I Why was like, are you in the oh, ring God. store, sweetie? You don't need a three carat. You need a walk. You, well, you the need story to is, leave. She's <laughs> from Puerto Rico. She came here and worked at a restaurant. And he saw her. And they became, you know, a couple. So I think part of it is for a lot of women, it's security. And living a certain lifestyle, mm -hmm. and so willing to forgive him of this transgression, but she wants him to pay for it for his transgression. So it's a Vanessa you know, Bryant, right? So she was like, um, "That's why I want this three carrot." I told him that if he wanted to keep me, you know, that he can't go smaller than a three. And I was like, "Hmm." So I looked at him, and he's like the color in his face has already like left, right? Because she's told me the truth. Mm. And it's like now, you know, at this point, I'm like, well, you know, is this, I'm just going to call him Dave for the sake of this conversation. I was like, Dave, is it worth it to you to go to this three carrot if she means that much to you? Or is that something you just said? Now I'm being the salesperson because I'm like, hey, you told this girl this, you have her in the store, you have my time, at, my time is very valuable, and it's money, so right. call it what it is, you know? Right. And he's, oh, he was like, no, she is very special to me, and I said, well, if you've already made an agreement behind closed doors prior to coming into the store and meeting me, then the honorable thing to do, if you just spent $70,000 on a car, and you're asking this woman to spend the rest of your life with you, after you, like, like blatantly told her you were going to cheat on her, then what's the common ground? 
And so then right. like and said, at this point, any man will tell you that if you mess up in that manner, it's going to cost you. And this is a huge financial, you know, lesson for you. And he agreed and was like, okay, so let's start looking at three carrots and bought a three carrot. So that was probably the craziest story for me because it just really showed me the dynamic of that kind of relationship where somebody is willing to compromise their character and integrity to be with someone because they know they'll have a better financial life. And then also the other side of it, someone who may not have ever been called out for his actions, has been a playboy for all this time, but really is in love with someone. And so he had to learn that you can't say something to a woman and not expect it to be brought up or you have to honor it. And he had to yeah. do that. And he had to come up off that money. So, I mean, that was probably the craziest story. One of the craziest stories that I've encountered. There's been a lot of them, but that was <laughs> me the most because it just was like, I was just like, how is this going to last? You know, that was my question. Like, how is this is how yeah. you start it off? Yeah. And I'm really big on energy yeah. and vibes and, you know, even in my own relationship. And I'm like, this is how you started off. Like, I can only imagine what this will be like. And it could, it could completely turn around. He could completely be a different guy or whatever. But still, like, that's how you started off. Because marriage is hard. And so... I guess every person has to um, pick, you know, what they're willing to deal with and what they're not willing to deal with. Um, but I always felt that if there's no trust, then what do you have to build on? Because life is already hard enough just living it on your own. And then you add another person um, with their feelings, their emotions, their thoughts, you know, their opinions, and there's no trust behind it. Is, is it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's oh. I I just feel like trust and um you know, communication is really big as well too. So um I I it's it's very draining sometimes because you just see human interaction and it's like yeah, this is really how people treat each other and you're supposed to be in love. So imagine how you just treat someone you don't know, you know? Yeah. Or your yeah. thoughts on just human interaction on a daily basis. Like if this is how you would treat the person that you're supposedly in love with, like what do you do to just normal people, your friends or just random strangers? Like what is your thought process or what's your, your heart or compassion for other people? Right. Well, this has been great. Um, Brittany, can they hit you up? on Instagram or some social if they're on the market for a little bit of bling um, or want to continue the conversation? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So they can follow me at um, Bang Bang Nick, so B-A-N-G underscore B-A-N-G underscore N-I-C. And you'll see I me love it. and my lovely honey. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for the opportunity. This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Allie on Instagram.
Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TheCrystalO. Still paying hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Let's change that. At Zenni.com, our factory direct model means no middlemen or outrageous markups. Just the same quality frames and lens options as the other guys for one-tenth the price. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. These days, we're all getting more screen time, which means we're also getting more blue light exposure than ever before. Too much blue light can make your eyes feel tired, dry, or blurry. It can also affect your sleep. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at Zenni.com.